Hello, and this is your host, Johnny, from Johnny's Book Reviews, the site to help inspire you guys to go read, so go read. How you guys doing? Holy fuck. It's been a crazy week. Uh, you know, it's going to be even crazier as we lead into Christmas time. Holy fuck. You know, I can't believe it's almost 2023. To be honest with you, 2022 has gone by so fucking fast. So fast. Out of a blink of a moment, it was gone. You know, I did a lot of stuff this year, but I felt like, you know, I think if we become more consistent for 2023, specifically with reading, everything like that, I think it's going to be very good. And with that note, with reading and being consistent with reading, how, how do I read almost 100 to 200 pages per day? And then also, how do I read a book a day? Also, how do I read upwards to 100 books per year? And so I discuss all that information in my new book called Seven Tips to Read More. It's on Amazon right now on paperback. I'm trying to get into the ebook version right now. It's still under review, but the paperback version is available. I just requested 10 to be sent to my house. So I'm going to check that out, kind of review it a little bit, and talk to you guys a little bit about that. But yes, my new book is out. It's called Seven Tips to Read More by Johnny Yim. So definitely check that out. Buy a copy. It's essentially my seven tips that I've learned from reading over the last 10 plus years, my journey on reading, and then also talking to customers because I work at a bookstore. There's a lot of avid readers in there. And I talk you know, to them about specifically on how they read, how they build a consistent reading habit. And these are the tips that I've learned from not only them, but also from myself. So definitely check it out on Amazon.com. It's only unavailable on Amazon.com. If you guys want daily updates on what I'm reading or currently am going to read or anything that I find interesting, like collector's edition books or signed books that I bought, definitely check out my YouTube channel at Johnny's Book Reviews. And then also check out my Facebook, Instagram, Goodreads at Johnny's Book Reviews as well. Also, if you guys want updates and written blogs over the podcast episodes, definitely check out johnny'sbookreviews.com as well. All right, uh, that's about it. So let's get into the episode. Today I'm reviewing part two of The Stories Retell by Joanna Gaines. Now, I did finish this book and I told you guys I would because the audiobook version is so much better. But let's fucking get into it. So before we begin, let's talk about real estate. It's a really good passive income, but how do you get into real estate? You have to buy the property and deal with annoying tenants. Who wants that, really? What if you could buy into a portfolio an account that buys the properties for you and handles the tenants? Is that such a thing? Yep. It's called a real estate index funnel, but I use Fundrise. As this company is one of the better real estate index funds out there, you can start as little as $5. And if you use my referral link, you get $25. HTTPS slash slash fundrise.com slash R slash OPR 3ZP. Again, it's fundrise.com slash R slash OPR 3ZP. You'll get $25. I'll get $25 as well. But the main point is that you're going to be setting up a real awesome real estate portfolio risk fee. You don't have to worry about the tenants. You don't have to worry about buying the property. They have properties, commercial warehouses, and multi-million dollar apartment complexes. When you invest into this account, you're buying shares specifically into those 
buildings and those properties that they own. Now, but once you buy or put money into the account, diversifies it into all the properties that they own. So again, use my referral link, sign up, and get started with real estate today. Again, my referral link is com slash ROPR3ZP. Again, the referral link is OPR3ZPR. Who is Jonah Gaines? Jonah Gaines, co-founder of Magnolia. So basically, Magnolia is a company that sells decor items, etc. But also, in that company, it's built off of what uh, Jonah and Chip Gaines do, which is flip houses. So they flip houses, that's their mainstream of income, and they make it so much better. So they clean it up, they fix it up, etc. Right now, they're doing a project on a castle in Waco, Texas. This is a multi-million dollar project. And they honestly said, like Chip said, he couldn't do it 10 plus years ago because it would make them bankrupt. Now they have a better financial foundation where they can do this project, where they can flip it up and actually make the castle really good. I have not finished the episodes or the season on this castle yet because they do an entire season on renovating this castle and it's actually becoming pretty cool i'm on episode four or five and how they did it was pretty good i can't wait for the final result and it's going to be absolutely insane not only that uh i don't think that's the big project that they're doing the next big project that they are going to work on is fixing up their mall so they bought a mall essentially it was actually like a factory so it had two silos Right. And so they kind of took out everything ar around the silos, but they told the owner like, hey, we're going to keep those silos. So they've kept those silos, uh, which is the main vocal point of the mall. So around those two silos are these malls or like kind of these shopping stores for local businesses. And then also, obviously, their business as well. But they also have a cafe. They have a wiffle ball ballpark. And they have like an ice cream shop, etc. It's pretty cool. And I kind of want to check it out. So whenever I go to Waco, Texas for maybe the Ironman, I'm definitely going to check that out. And so their big next big project is fixing up those silos. However, they can't do it yet because that's also a multi-million dollar project. It'd probably be around five to ten million dollars fixing up those silos and making them a little bit better aesthetically than they are now. And actually provide the better perspective of what's going on for those two silos and potentially make it a lot better than what even the owner could have done. So I really like that. And uh, it's really cool to see how they've progressed over the last several decades. You know, I, the crazy thing is I learned about Jonah Gaines and Chip Gaines with their first book that I came across, with, which was Magnolia's Story. So Minority Story talks a little bit more about, you know, how they flip houses, specifically on HGTV show. It's the biggest show ever called Fixture Upper. And I I binged watched a couple episodes and I just couldn't stop watching them. I loved them. And then I, I loved the personality. I loved how they talked. It was just wonderful. And it's also great because Jonah Gaines is Asian and Korean. And I really love that uh, I didn't really know that specifically until she talks a little bit about that in Magnolia's story. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. And so it was cool to kind of have a role model 
someone from, you know, their family's from Korea. She grew up here in the United States, but her family's from South Korea. And uh, my dad's family is from South Korea as well. My dad grew up in South Korea, which is really cool. And then around age five, or I was like maybe earlier, maybe a little bit later, he came back down here or he flew down here, moved down here uh, to California and the rest is history. Uh, so I'm really excited with that. And, you know, specifically with the Magnolia story, I, I listened to that book at a period of time where I was my at my lowest low. And honestly, it got me out and I started grinding and putting work not only in my health, but also in a lot of different areas of my life. And it really changed ultimately my life. And that's why I really like Magnolia Story because I applied all those lessons. I applied a lot of or applied a lot of lessons from that book to my life and it ultimately changed my life, not only like health wise, but also financially etc. It was just unbelievable. And I'm really glad I read that book in the beginning of 2021. All right. So I talked about Magnolia's story. Magnolia's story is a wonderful book. If you have not read it, I would highly recommend it. Now, I did actually start reading the ebook and it was actually boring as well. Now, they don't provide a great way to like tell the reader that hey uh this is chip's perspective hey this is jonah Gaines' perspective they do a better way uh with that with the uh audiobook and so chip reads a little bit and then jonah Gaines reads a little bit and it's pretty cool and honestly i liked it a lot better and i think the chip and jonah Gaines family chip chip's books and also jonah Gaines books are only good with audiobooks, except uh, Jonah Gaines' cooking book, Magnolia Table, it's called. Uh, she has one and two out, and those are actually pretty fire. She has a lot of good recipes in there. She actually has her own cooking show as well, which is really great, and she wouldn't have been able to do the cooking show if she didn't have a good following and a base situated from uh, her other big show called Fixer Upper. Now, she has a cooking show, and she provides a lot of recipes in that those books. Those are actually pretty good. The second thing is the home decor book, the home body. So she provides a lot of information specifically on rebuilding your house, your bathroom, your kitchen, etc. Now, of course, those three books, Magnolia Table, One and Two, and Home Body, I would not read cover to cover. I would skim those books, but those books are really good. Not audio wise. Those are books that I would read chapter by chapter. Now, again, what I mean by skimming is kind of going to a chapter, reading that and then putting it down. You don't have to read the book cover to cover specifically with cookbooks, pick a recipe, try it out multiple times, maybe, you know, put it to memory, maybe, and then try another recipe and do that over and over again. Cooking books, decor books, specifically in home body, are the ones that I would kind of pick pieces from, you know, chapters, little sections here and there, where you can take that little information, apply that to your life, do it over again. Those books specifically should take you roughly around 10, potentially 15 years to complete. They should take you a longer time to complete. Now, you might not be able to read the entire thing. That's totally fine. Just read a section 
and move on and apply those lessons to your life. And so specifically in this one, Joanna Gaines writes her first biography over her life. And it was actually pretty good. This is her memoir. She talks a lot about her life. And, you know, she talks about growing up as Korean. She talks about failure and how she still has the idea like she doesn't want to fail. But again, the idea is, hey, you need to fail to and you need to do a risk to be able to grow. It's a really good book, but let's get into the review. All right, so my review. So if the people who listened to my prior episode on this book, The Stories I Tell, I had a part one. So if you have not listened to that, definitely check that out. But I mentioned in that that I didn't like the physical book at all. And I knew that because I felt like these uh, Jonah Gaines and Chip Gaines do a little bit better with their audiobooks. That's what I suggest. The audiobook was 100% better. I couldn't stop listening to it, and it was actually really good. I drove down two hours, and I was able to get a good chunk of the book done. It was really powerful book, and I really enjoyed it. And also, I think the biggest thing with these, the Gaines family, is that they have a TV personality. Now, that TV personality, they had to develop that over the last couple of years, but that TV personality comes out a lot better, specifically in these audiobooks. And you can sense that their humor, their personality a lot more than what you would do or what we would, what you would read specifically in these physical books. So with that, I would suggest listening to the audiobook for this book. Not only that, though, I would, I would listen to Chip Gaines' audiobooks and then uh, I will listen to Magnolia's story by Chip and Jonah Gaines as well, audio as well. So I would listen to Magnolia's story, Chip Gaines books, and then the Jonah Gaines book all through audio books. Uh, I would not read the physical book. But the the one thing that I would say to read, you know, sections uh, is the Magnolia table one and two and the Homebody book by Jonah Gaines. Those are really good books. Specifically, they provide, you know, Magnolia Table provides a shit ton of good recipes that actually I might even try later on in my life. But also, second thing is uh, the Home Decor book called Home Body by Jonah Gaines provides a lot of information on how to build your kitchen, living room, aesthetically pleasing. You know, she never had a degree in decor, but I mean, she does a really good job in building the inside of a house pretty well. I mean, if you see what she does in each episode of Fixer Upper, I mean, it's it's pretty good. But that's what I would say specifically on that. All right. What did I like? Number one, her heritage. I would have never guessed she was Korean. And she does mention that she was Korean in Magnolia Story. It's cool to see someone that I look up to as South Korean as well. And I really like that. It's cool to see someone that I look up to as South Korean as well. I love it. She talks about growing up as Korean and being picked on because of it. You know, the same thing happened to me and my bro. Not as terribly as for me, but definitely my brother when he was younger. He looked a lot more Asian than I did. He had the more distinct characteristic of the squinty eye i didn't really have that but my brother had it a little bit more honestly my brother looks a lot more asian than i do this might have caused some people to pick on us uh, or him specifically since our school was roughly around 98.7 percent fucking white maybe 99.9 percent white 
Uh, everyone was white. It was kind of weird. You know, looking back at it, it definitely was weird. And I'm, I'm glad I went to Denison University because there were more diversity. There was a lot of people from a shit ton of countries, India, Thailand, South Korea, China, Germany, Netherlands, Canada, Mexico, etc. It was fucking crazy, and I loved it. There was a lot of diversity. It didn't make me feel weird. You know, it didn't make me, like... It's it's weird to be around an area that's mostly white, and that's the problem with Maine is not, there's not a lot of diversity in Maine. Everyone that you see is white, and it's just... It's really weird. And I think this this is a point to make, is that if you see someone that's... Or if you're around people that are white, right? If you don't have any diversity around you, you're not going to be accustomed to talking to the specific people, but also not accustomed to their culture, etc. That's a big reason why I felt really weird. You know, because not a lot of people knew my culture. Not a lot of people knew my her Asian heritage. Specifically me, I didn't really know much about it either. And I'm still learning more about it. It's just weird to be the only Asian in a school that has almost 800 900 people it's just it's just weird it definitely felt for me a little off specifically when i went to the school honestly i kind of got used to it but then when i went to denison i was like what the fuck I, I reflected a little bit on high school and i was like wow this, that's crazy an unbelievable time and i really hope in the near future that man becomes a little bit more diverse but uh we shall see I think it would provide a lot more uh, better ideals, better perspective on the culture that's around here. And I think a lot more people would not be as racist as they are here in Maine if they're around a lot more people, specifically from Asia, Africa, Germany, whatever it is, etc. Right. So number two, everyone has a story. So the main theme that was in this book was everyone has a story to tell. Whatever it is, you have to tell someone close to you or write it in a journal. You know, writing in a journal is so fucking important. And I think a lot of people do it. And a lot of people should. I think everyone should write in a journal. You know, whatever it is online, either on penzo.com, P-E-N-Z-U.com, which is an online journal. Uh, they have an encrypted site where that journal's locked. No one will hack into that site. I mean, it's possible, but it's very protected, etc. I think it's a lot better with privacy to write it online. So that's what I do. So I write every morning, every night, specifically on what I'm thinking, what I've done, uh, how the day was. You know, my biggest thing at the end of the day is I write, what did I do really well today what i didn't what did i not do really well how can i improve on that you know the biggest thing too is not being so harsh on yourself right i mean you have to provide some restrictions yes you have to provide out you have to improve on this but really look into yourself and be like okay i did really well in this area i did really well in this area i think we did really well in that we could probably improve on that and i think that's really key and that's what I do every night. And then also in the morning time, I just write down my thoughts, what I'm thinking. Mostly, I just write my blog posts. So I write a couple blog posts, maybe two or three, and then I go on with my day. Sometimes I only get one down or maybe just a couple words down, and then I have to go. 
but most of the time I'm able to get at least uh, one blog or two blogs out, which I, I have a lot of blogs right now that are not even published yet. So I'll have to get, I have to get to that, but that's kind of what I do in the morning. You know, I have about 120 pages specifically on the trauma that has happened to me, what I thought about it, etc. But also I have a couple more pages on my childhood, whatever. And it really helped me focus on myself. You know, it, it actually put more or less my thoughts away from the event and put my focus on something else, right? I... I I don't focus on the the event anymore. I don't. I rarely get triggered anymore. I I don't think about the events, and I haven't think about uh, what has happened to me specifically in a long time. Now, obviously, I'm thinking about it now because I just told you guys. But it, it might be because like I oppressed it for so long, I put it down, and never really thought about it uh, in high school. But also, I, I thought about it a lot more often in college specifically when it happened again in college. And for me specifically, I that event did pop in my head more frequently. Yes. What happened was I went through counseling. I went and did a journal as well. And I worked through that trauma a lot. And what ultimately happened was because I journaled, because I put it down on paper, I didn't really focus heavily on the event. And each and every day, that event doesn't disturb me anymore. And I think it has to do with not only going counseling, but also going and writing it down heavily. And so that's what I did for the two years in college and then also later on, too. And to be honest with you, it's worked. You know, I don't think about it. It doesn't like doesn't like disturb my day, etc. That's what I would say about that. So definitely write uh, in a journal, either that be online or an actual notebook. I would highly suggest it. What did I not like? And there's only one thing. It's the physical copy. I didn't like reading the physical copy. Couldn't get into it. Got bored around page 50. And honestly, I just couldn't finish it. So that's part one of what I talked about in the prior episode of this book, The Stories We Tell. So definitely check that out if you haven't. But I talk about that a little bit more on how or why I didn't uh, particularly like it. Honestly, it just was boring to me. I didn't like it and it was better and I, I think that they do a lot better specifically on speaking their story and Jonah Gaines did a really good job speaking it to me when I was listening to the the book when I was driving down to New Hampshire so it, it was really good and I really enjoyed it so I recommend listening to the audiobook and honestly I might read it again uh, or listen to it and kind of see you what things I missed, but we'll see. I'm going to probably definitely reread Magnolia's story again. I read Magnolia's story, listened to Magnolia's story twice already. I re-listened it this year and it was really good. Picked up some more pieces and information that I applied to my life again and I loved it and I might reread it again. It's one of my top favorite books of all time. I absolutely loved it. So yeah, with that, I would say Get the audiobook or highly recommend getting the audiobook. Now, if you don't know where to get audiobooks, a great site is called scribe.com, S-C-R-B-D.com. Now, they give you a monthly subscription, $11.99 per month. That's actually pretty good. That gives you over um, 1 million ebooks, audiobooks, and magazines to look into. 
And one of the audiobooks that they have right now is the stories we tell. They also have I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jenna McCurdy. They also have a ton of new releases for audiobooks as well as ebooks. So pretty cool. They have a great selection to choose from. Uh, it's a lot better than Kindle Unlimited, and also it's a lot better than Audible. So Audible gives you only one book per month for $15.99, and that's horrible. You know, Kindle Unlimited has the has its limits too. It's really good, right? But it doesn't have a lot of you know, new releases. The main focus for Kindle Unlimited is mostly independently published authors. Cool, because you you can see a lot of independently published authors' works. That's pretty cool. But it doesn't give you a lot of new releases like I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jenna McCurdy. Now, what does is Scribe. Now, Scribe is Kindle Unlimited and Audible combined, but on like steroids. So I definitely would check out Scribe.com if you're into audiobooks, if you're into ebooks, if you're into magazines. I definitely would check out Scribe. It's definitely worth the price of $11.99 per month. All right, if you use my referral link at scribe.com, S-C-R-I-B-D.com, slash G, slash 9R7FCS, you get two months free. Uh, this basically allows you to kind of check out the the, uh, the website and see what they offer. Again, they offer 1 million audiobooks, ebooks, and magazines. It's a pretty good offer. Actually, it's one of the best offers I've ever heard of. And it's only $11.99, but hey, you get two free months with that referral link. So it's scribe.com slash G slash 9R FCS. Again, you get two free months. Definitely check it out. Start listening to awesome audiobooks. And again, it's scribe.com slash G slash 9R 7FCS. So there's a ton of lessons in this book, but I'll only talk about one, which is the main theme here is everyone has their story. I think the biggest thing is a lot of people should write their story. A lot of people should write their book or write a book, uh, a section, get their perspective out there. But also not only that, I think a lot of people should provide at least their information on a journal or at least write every fucking day. I think a lot of people should do that and put in the work uh, with that. You know, I think the biggest thing too with writing in general is the concept of writing and working on writing wherever you can you know i think the biggest place that we where we write is text messaging so i argue that we should focus on grammar we should focus on sentence structure focus on capitalization in our text messages because that's so very important it starts with this you know and you know, I write this in my blog here at johnnysbookreviews.com, three things everyone should do every day. And so in that blog, the second thing I have is writing, right? I hated writing because I was worried about what people thought of my writing. After six years of writing and then doing it every day for Johnny's Book Reviews, I started enjoying it more and more. Practice and having my work every there, everywhere on the internet, I became more comfortable with my writing. Now, I have a small ebook coming out, which has actually come out. And who would have thought, honestly, like who would have thought that I would be writing a book? You know, honestly, I, I have been thinking about writing a book for since like sophomore year in college. I've been thinking of writing a book and here it is. Uh, and I'm really glad that it's on Amazon. It's been 10 years plus in the making and I have really put in my work specifically in this ebook. And then again, I'm going to provide a lot of other 
uh, independently published ebooks as well on there. Specifically on finances, I love finances. I'm going to be talking about and writing another book about finances, which is going to be a, a really good one. I can't wait for that one. So I write roughly 500 words each day in my journal. I don't do a physical journal anymore. I, uh, I enjoy writing a lot more on my phone. It's a little bit more secured. Uh, I write on the penzo.com and it's free. So you can get the premium option. I've used a free option for the last several years. It's a great option. I highly recommend it. And again, the biggest thing is I focus on writing or wherever I can, emails, text messaging, but also on my journal. I, I make sure that I capitalize everything. I make sure I work on sentence structure, I work on sentences, I work on purveying my message, etc. And then I, I kind of work on with my grammar, uh, with you know, with kind of saying out loud what I've written to myself, and then on a platform, etc. But I, I say whatever I I say to or whatever I'm gonna write to people, text message, whatever it is, every time. I, I usually say what I'm going to write out loud, and then I send it right when I'm done. Like, okay, that sounds good. And then from my emails and from my book reviews and my blogs, I, I go through Grammarly.com, which kind of edits the content specifically for my blogs and kind of focuses on the grammar a little bit more. It's a AI system. It's not going to be 100%, but it, it does work pretty well specifically for what I have to do for my posts and Johnny's book reviews. So that's what I say, work on writing, you know, writing a journal, but not only that, actually start working on your capitalization, grammar, sentence structure, wherever you write. And the biggest place is text messaging. So focus on that, do that every fucking day and let's fucking get it. That's the one thing I would say to do is just to be able to write Provide your story, purvey your message a little bit more clearly through writing, and let's fucking get it. The other uh, lesson that came from this book is sometimes a book is not going to grab your attention. Sometimes a book, you know, you're not going to enjoy that book. And I say this, in the first couple pages, if it doesn't catch your fucking attention, put that motherfucker down and never fucking touch it again. Let me fucking say that again. And I'm really heated with this moment because a lot of people don't do this. And I think this is a big reason why a lot of people hate reading. It's because they're forcing themselves to read a book they fucking hate. I fucking hate that. No. First couple pages. And you should know by the first couple pages if it grabs you or not. If it doesn't, it's like, okay, this is fucking boring. This writer sucks. For example, Sally Rooney. I, I have read Sally Rooney's book. Read the first fucking page. And she doesn't have any quotations around what people say. Can't fucking do that. Like, no. You're not going to put quotations around what people say. I'm just going to keep on seeing that. I'm be like, okay, let's edit that. Uh, let's move on. Now, the story could be powerful. I read A Beautiful World, Where Are You? The story could be powerful, yes. But I wouldn't know because I stopped at the first page. I couldn't fucking do it. And I, that's what I say you do. If, like, something doesn't... Is something off for you if you it doesn't catch your attention or if you don't like the writing or if the there's a big grammar mistake that needs to be fixed like putting quotations around what people say then I would say stop reading that book and that's what I argue in my new book too called Seven Tips to Read More it's on Amazon.com is I call this my couple pages rule 
And it's where I essentially just tell you guys, hey, if it doesn't catch your attention in the first couple pages, you should know if it's a good book or not. Now, the biggest thing, too, is if it catches your attention and you read it like 50, 100 pages in and you're like, oh, my God, this sucks. Why is this so boring? Then stop reading the book. You don't need to continue it. So I, I did this or read uh, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins, which is a prequel Hunger Games book 20 years before the first Hunger Games book. And I read that book. I read the first 150 pages, and it just was so fucking boring. Like, it did not compare what did not have the same energy, didn't have the same action as the first one. And I got bored. I was like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. And so I stopped reading it, and I will never get back to it. Actually, I did skim, like, kind of the the next couple chapters, and then I kind of read the last three chapters, just kind of get the, the, the general theme of the book because I wanted to get a little bit more information about President Snow and, like, how he became president. And I was like, oh, that's how he became president. Okay, cool. So that's what I kind of did with that one. Uh, I didn't really finish it. And I will never go back to it to finish it. No, uh, I just read the last couple chapters, read a couple chapters in the middle there. And that's about it that I'll do. So, yeah, with that one specifically, yeah, I'm not going to get back to it. Uh, and there's been several, like 20 plus books that I have read this year that I just couldn't finish. They were just like kind of boring. They were just a drag for me. And again, it's like this is not school. This is life. You should read a book that you really enjoy. And that's why I think a lot of not only kids, but also adults hate reading is because they are reading a book they hate. So that's why I say at a bookstore. So if you're going into a bookstore, even a library, right? Read the first couple pages. If it doesn't catch your attention, stop reading it. You don't have to buy that book. Now, if it does catch your attention, if you like the concepts, if you like the, the criteria in that book, hey, buy that book, invest in that book. And it's going to ultimately change your life. And I think every book that you can read, either nonfiction, fiction, graphic novel, kids fiction, whatever it is, there's so many lessons in any of those books that you can apply to your life that can ultimately change your life forever. There's a lot of lessons that I have specifically have applied to my life from a lot of fiction books and really change ultimately the aspect of my life. Not, I then think the big thing is like for romance books. So most majority of romance books are written by a woman. And for me, I, I like grabbing that attention on specifically what women per se or portray a man should do. A man should be respectful to a, a woman. And for me, I can use those lessons for my life, specifically my relationships, but also not only that, but also relationships with my friends and my family and making those a lot better as well. You know, I think there's so many lessons and using those lessons, you can use those lessons and ultimately change your life. You know, that's the biggest thing is here is like reading is not a passive activity. Reading is an active activity, right? You have to start applying that activity or start applying those lessons to your life over and over again. And that's what I'm really working on, specifically in a lot of categories like writing which I just talked about previously, but that's what I do. And it's been a continuously journey over the last couple of years. And I have to say it has been so much fucking fun. Mm -hmm.
that is it for this review over the stories that we tell by Jordan Gaines. This is a wonderful book. Now, I highly recommend it, but I highly recommend the audio book. Definitely get the audio book. All right, uh, and if you guys want daily updates of what I'm reading or cool collector edition books that I see or signed books that I buy, definitely check out my YouTube, uh, Johnny's Book Reviews, and then also my Instagram at Johnny's Book Reviews. I review a lot of books specifically on my Goodreads page, so definitely check that out, Johnny's Book Reviews as well. And I provide a ton of daily updates and blogs and posts on my Facebook page at Johnny's Book Reviews. So definitely check that out. And then I also provide a ton of blogs and writing content and questions that I get for writing and etc. And I provide all that information on my site at johnnysbookreviews.com. Now, if you guys want to rep this uh, business and allow people to go read, definitely check out my merch line at uh, bonfire.com, B-O-N-Fire.com. Johnny's Book Reviews merch. I have a Go Read merch line, a Challenge Yourself merch line, and then also a the logo, Johnny's Book Reviews logo merch line. I, I chose Bonfire because their shirts, their products are very soft. I love their products. They fit me really well. They fit a lot of other people really well as well. They said there was really uh, a good product and quality, so I had to go with it. Colleen Hoover went with it as well, so you know, ultimately... It's a really good option, so definitely check that out. Then also check out my book that's on Amazon, only on Amazon, called Seven Tips to Read More. Again, that gives you a lot of information on how I read upwards to one to two hundred pages per day, how I have read a hundred books per year, and how I've read a book a day. You know, sometimes I read a book a day. It just kind of depends. I don't I don't read a book a day every day, but I I have read multiple books a day um well i've read periods of time like this year alone like i've read probably two or three books that i've probably read in one day yeah i definitely would recommend it it's a great book that i have compiled over the last couple of years a ton of research into this one not in analytical research it's more like talking to people talking to avid readers that i uh i counter every day and just picking their brains on how they read consistently and these are the seven tips that i learned from them and then also learned from myself and it's one of the the best things and tips that I've, I've i've learned so without further ado that's it for this review thank you guys so much for listening and i'll talk to you guys in the next one